This episode is episode number 112, When God Calls You to Shift and Pivot. Have you ever felt like there's more, there's something that you are being called to do, or maybe you're feeling resentful of that full-time job, or maybe you're sitting in a network marketing company today, but it's not fueling your fire, or maybe you have your own business, but you're frustrated, angry, and overwhelmed every single day, and you're feeling like, is this really it? Should I stay here? I feel stuck. I feel invested in this. I don't know what else I would do. And I just am in it. (laughs) Is that you? If it is, hang with us. Because today I brought on a very special guest. This is one of my elite entrepreneur students and a student in Podcast Pro University, Aubrey Malik. And Aubrey has been through the pivot moments that we all face as moms, as entrepreneurs transitioning from a teaching job into freelancing and virtual assisting, and then wondering, is there more for me? What is this call and this tug that I feel? And then navigating all of the fears that are tied inside of a pivot, a change, something you're unsure of. You're going to love today's episode. I'm sure of it. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, where we choose to run insanely successful passive income businesses that light us up while consuming iced coffee, braless and flawless, and maybe breaking it down to some gangster rap while our kids aren't looking. (laughs) Did we just become best friends? Yes. Yes, we did. Hey, I'm Stephanie Gass, six-figure corporate exec turned top 1% network marketer turned podcaster. I help Christian mompreneurs just like you transform their mindset and businesses into fulfilling, incredible, world-changing missions here on earth. I believe when we let God light our path, we experience true miracles. Welcome, sister. Let's get pumped up for today's show. Before we dig into this gold, let me read you the review of the week. This is a five-star review left over on iTunes. It says, Don't Miss Out by S-W-A-S-C-A-K. Up until recently, there was only one podcast I couldn't wait to hear every week. Amy Porterfield's online marketing made easy. And then I found Stephanie Gass and the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. Move over, Amy. I have a new favorite. I love Stephanie's podcast so much because she's a mom and she gets it. She understands the struggles of trying to juggle it all. Totally binge-worthy, and the best part, there's two episodes each week. Thanks so much for all you do. Thank you for that review, sis. And hey, mama, if you are a loyal listener and you have been with me for three episodes or more, yeah, you, you little cutie pie right there, I want you to screenshot this episode, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me and share your favorite takeaway. Because, hello, like, this is how we grow the sisterhood. This is how we spread our message and our mission, and we help other women to conquer those fears and to dig into their God-led calling. It's by sharing and using the power of community and organic marketing. So when you hear something you love, I challenge you, take a second to share it. Take a second to review it. I've been challenging myself to do the same because I just don't do it enough. So I feel you, but I'm challenging you to do it right meow. Okay, let's dig into this episode with Aubrey. Aubrey is a former teacher turned full-time work-at-home mom. 
She helps women and mompreneurs take back their time and their confidence by handling their social media, blogs, and content creation. Now she's on a mission to inspire other moms to combine their passions with their purpose and has just launched Mom with Purpose podcast. I am so excited for her. And y'all, this podcast hit like the top 50 in the first couple weeks. So not to brag on my students or anything, but you got to go check out Aubrey's show. Aubrey is a wife and a mom to two perfect little boys. In her spare time, you can find her looking up her next DIY project, kicking her husband's butt in song quiz, or snuggling up with her boys on the couch. Hey girl, I have Aubrey on the show. Everybody say hi to the amazing Aubrey. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Steph. You're so welcome. So as you guys heard in the intro, Aubrey is a private client of mine. She's a student of mine, but most importantly, she's become an inspiration for me because she is the human that like I dream of working with. Like Aubrey is not afraid to take massive action, even when it seems unclear. And even when she feels like there's something new that she needs to take action on, she's already navigated through her fears before I can even meet with her to help her with her fears. She's like, well, I already conquered it, Steph. I'm like, girl. So I asked her on this show, you guys, because I really want those of you sitting in it right now, like, is there more? I'm stuck. I'm fearful. I have this call, but what's next? Or I need to shift and pivot to do something different, like change my circumstance or work from home or you're in it. Aubrey's the person that can get us through that from looking through her perspective of how she's been able to navigate that. So that's why she's here. And I know you're going to find a ton of value listening to her story. So Aubrey, start us there. Why don't you talk to us about where did you start out? Tell us your story. Tell us about you and then how you got to what you're doing today. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm pretty long winded, so I hope I don't drag this on for too, too long, but um, I definitely feel like it's important to kind of, you know, go through all of the things that I went through. I think the story is what teaches though, don't you? Like hearing the actual story and then you can pull from that. Yeah. And that's my favorite part about podcasts. Obviously, like you learn so much when you're listening to it, but that first little bit where it's like, tell us about you, tell us who you are. So many times when when I'm listening to podcasts, I know for me, I'm like, yes, like she went through the same kind of thing that I went through. Oh my gosh. I can't believe we can relate on that. So I do love sharing my story. So, but I'll try, I'll try, I'll try not to make it too, too long, but like Steph said, I am Aubrey. I am a wife to an amazing and hunky husband. (laughs) I am like Steph and I met a mom of boys. I have an almost three year old and a 10 month old, and they just keep me on my toes, keep me busy, but they're also my why and my huge purpose for life. So I am from a very small town in New York. And I always have to say, when I say New York, people always think, oh, the city, like, (laughs) no, as far from that as you can get, like super Western New York, but born and raised here, grew up here, my husband here, went to college here, did all the things that I felt like I needed to do, check them off, very driven and motivated, you know, didn't really step too far out of line. You know, I did what I needed to do, went to college, got the degree, got the job, went back and got my master's. Like I did all the things. And I went to school to be an elementary educator. And three weeks after I graduated from college, I had my first job. And I was so excited about it. I mean, bright eyed, ready to go. And I started teaching at a private school, which soon after I started doing that, realized, okay, that's not going to pay the big student loan bill that I'm going to have to take care of. So transition, I mean, again, we're going to be talking about this, but pivoting, recognizing that something just was not the way that it needed to be. So transition into a public teaching job, 
that I loved. I really loved the work that I did and the the children that I worked with. And it was fine for a while when I was newly married, but then soon after I had that job, we were pregnant. And that drive that I had to make, which was an hour each way, just became extremely, extremely daunting. Really, really hard. If you've ever been pregnant, you know, it's just so hard, especially after a long day of work and trying to make that ride home. And then we, you know, deal with the extreme weather with the winter Mm. and so just so hard. And the whole time, you know, anticipating up to the birth of my first child, really thinking, okay, I don't know if this is going to work for me forever. And then as soon as I held my son in my arms, oh my gosh, my world just totally shifted. I mean, just spun right around and I'm staring at this beautiful boy and I'm thinking, how am I ever going to be able to leave you? And four weeks after he was born, he actually had to undergo eye surgery. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard for me as a new mom, because I'm navigating this new mom life and trying to figure out how to do this. And my first is undergoing surgery and it wasn't a huge, huge surgery, but it still was, it was hard for me. It was really hard for me to deal with. And then I was looking at trying to return back to work in three weeks and just knowing how can I even do this and made it a goal of mine that year that I was going to find a job that was closer to home so that I Mm -hmm. knew that at least I did not have to spend two hours of my day away from my child who driving. Yes. And who was with someone else and just not with me. And, you know, we had family and we were lucky that we had people that loved him just as much as we did, but there is nothing like a mama's love and knowing your child and knowing what they need and that, you know, you don't have to question it. You can just do it. So I was able to change jobs and find a job that was closer to home. And and that was fine too. But then I became pregnant with my second son. And as soon as I became pregnant with him, I knew that something had to change. I knew that I was no longer in it. And I felt so guilty for that too, because in teaching, there were other kids involved. And I just felt like, I was either giving all to my kids and my Mm. students were suffering or vice versa. Mm. I was giving all to my students. I was there super early. I was staying really late. When I'd come home, I was grading, lesson planning. There were so many things that go into teaching. And I don't want to take away from the teaching profession, but I think in the back of my mind, I knew that there was going to eventually be something more out there for me. And I just kind of had to right now think, okay, how can I just get myself home? Whatever that's going to be, that's going to bring me home other things will, it will play out. It'll, like you said, it, it will open the doors for me. I don't know what that is yet. So I was able to leave my teaching job because I found freelancing and virtual assistant. And that has provided for our family financially. And it has been great in what, you know, what it needed to be. And I still have my freelancing clients, but as I was dabbling in this more online space, online business, and I was seeing all these other entrepreneurs go before me and I was seeing what they were doing. It wasn't that I wanted what they had, but I just saw that there was more potential for me out there than what I was doing. I was helping my clients and I was simplifying things for them, making their life easier. But a huge part of who I am is positivity and advice. And I just knew that there was a bigger calling out there for me. So fast forward to where I am now, you know, connecting with you and really finding what my purpose is in life and using my purpose as being a mom and helping others. You know, I'm not doing that teaching aspect as far as the classroom goes with young students, but kind of merging those two things together so that I can help other moms that are looking for that personal development piece, that positivity piece, that mindset piece. I'm using those, all those gifts that I have that I've always had on my heart. It's just now the doors have opened and I've, it's opened my eyes to all the possibilities of what I can do as a mom with purpose. I love that so much. What a cool story, Aubrey. Don't you feel like if you hadn't done all of those 
stepping stones or all of those different phases that you wouldn't have been prepared to sit where you're sitting today? Oh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, so many people will feel like they've missed out on the boat or now's not the right time. But I feel like God puts things in your life at the exact right time. And of course, there are days when I'm like, oh, I've been with my second son every single day since he's been born, which some people are giving me a little bit of nonsense about because they're like, he's going to be a mama's boy. He's not going to be able to leave you. But And so there are definitely times where I'm like, oh, I could have done that for my son, but it just wasn't right. It wasn't the right time. And when I found VA and freelancing, when I found that, it was right on time for me. Yes. And then this next part of my life, it is right on time for me. And I have learned so much. And like I said, I think that it was because of what freelancing opened the doors for me and opened my eyes to and seeing how you could build a business online that businesses do not have to be brick and mortar anymore because I saw the back end side of that. It opened my eyes to see, okay, now what could that mean for me? And what could it look like for me in my back end of my business? So you should not ever feel like you've missed the boat or I wish this would have happened five years earlier because it happens when everything is in alignment for you and when everything is right on time for you. Yeah. It's called divine timing, not our timing. Mm-hmm, right. Absolutely. You know, we always want what other people seem to have overnight without realizing that, oh, that took them 10 years of blood, sweat, and tears. That took them seven years of being prepared, of failure, of trial and error, or of going through different professions ultimately to be led to the one end goal. So always remind yourself divine timing. And I think the biggest thing that I try to remind people of is be in love with the journey because there is no end goal. There's no moment where you're like, oh, this is it. This is what I've been preparing for my entire life this second. No, you're going to then get to that second and say, now what? Mm -hmm. Because it's a a big ride the entire way through. And the ultimate destination is heaven. That's the ultimate destination. So just ask yourself, am I showing up for the kingdom today? And then no, I'm going to love the journey of getting there. Mm -hmm. That's really it. Well, and you and I have talked about that before too, you know, like, and like I said, when I was explaining, you know, how I got there and, and how I was able to bring, that was what I thought was the ultimate goal was to bring me home to be with my boys. And when I started to feel this tug on my heart that I could use my gifts and talents to do something more, I almost started to like question myself. Well, Aubrey, you brought yourself home. You're working from home. You're with your boys. You have the freedom, the flexibility to create your schedule shouldn't that be enough? Mm. And that was something internally that I have to struggle with. And I think that's what some people, when they're in that pivot of their life, they struggle with like that feeling of it's okay to feel that there's more out there for you. And it doesn't make you greedy and it doesn't make you, you know, this bad person, you are feeling those pulls and those tugs at the right time because that's what God placed on you. I love that so much. I'm so glad that you brought that up. So I have a question when you were going through these different pivots, how did you know, like, something needs to shift or pivot? Was it super clear? Was it like animosity or resentment that started to arise? Like what were those feelings that had you like, or opened your eyes to, Ooh, I need to make a change. I think from a very young age, I think other people kind of let me know that and just kind of planted that seed in my head. I feel like a lot of people in my personal life would have said things like you're destined for greatness. And I definitely feel like teaching has such an admirable profession, but it wasn't for me. It was the path that I needed to take to get there. And it opened my eyes into helping people. And teaching is a great profession when you're a parent. But the one thing that I think gets a bad rap as far as teaching goes is some people will say, well, you get the summers off. So you should be grateful for that. And what I want to say is 
you know, I have contracted hours from seven to three. I could tell you out of a five day school, school week, four of those days, I'm there outside that contracted time. And so if I really sat down and I clocked that time for an entire school year, I probably have already worked half a summer. Mm -hmm. So like I said, I think people planted that seed, but it wasn't until I was married and my husband, you know, we were talking about our life goals and, and he said, I can see you doing something different. And I always just thought, nope, I'm going to be in the classroom because obviously in the teaching world, what's the next step? It's principal, it's administrative. And I was like, that's not me. I know it's not. So I assumed my role and I'm going to be in the classroom. So I think other people can start to notice that on you too. But for me, it was the resentment. And I hated feeling that way about teaching. I hated feeling that it wasn't good enough or that I wasn't made for that anymore because I had trained, you know, I'd done all the classes, I'd taken all the tests, I had spent so much money. And that was, I think, probably a huge part for me. And I think even for some people looking from the outside in, gosh, you went to school, you spent all this money. How could you leave that all behind to something that you don't even know if it's going to work? And my big thing for me is I don't want to live with a what if. Mm-hmm. I don't want to look back on my life after I've lived this whole life and think, what if I would have listened to that? What if I would have listened to that thought that went through my head? You know, what if I wouldn't have turned that resentment off? What if I would have been like, no, I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with missing out on my child's life. I'm not okay with not seeing him before he wakes up because I've got to get to school early. So I think those are feelings that, that a lot of people go through. And I don't think that there's something that you should ignore. It's, it's okay to feel that way. Yeah. That's how I started to feel. It's interesting that you say that, you know, when I was ready to pivot as well, it was a lot of resentment. It was like, I was angry at the position I was in and I felt stuck because school for this time invested in this. Other people are relying on me for this. But if you look at that picture, what is that? It's everything else, but you money spent time spent other people's needs, not what is your heart telling you. And so those of you that are feeling into what Aubrey's saying, maybe it's the job that's not sitting with you. Maybe it's the long commute. Maybe it's what you're actually doing. Maybe it's the wrong type of entrepreneurship business for you. And you're feeling those resentments come up. It's not necessarily excited fear. It's like angry fear. Like, Mm -hmm. why do I have to do this again? Don't want to do this. This is stifling my soul. You have to listen to that Mm -hmm. because if you were in alignment you would feel excited fear. You'd wake up with purpose and passion. I can tell you when I had to go to the fourth network marketing party in a row in the same week, I was so like grouchy. I tried to think of every excuse. I would like go drive, leave as fast as I could to get home to my family. And now I'm like, I get, I get to do a podcast episode. I get to work with clients like Aubrey. Like the feeling is so different but it's up to you to discern what is that feeling telling you? So that's what I want to pull from Aubrey's lesson there. So then what were the fears you felt, Aubrey, when you identified, I have to pivot now, holy smokes, what am I doing? How am I going to do it? Where's the money coming from? Like, what were all of the big fears for you that came through and how did you navigate that? It was about a year ago at this time and we had left an eye doctor appointment for my son and the surgeon told us that he was going to have to undergo a second surgery. And in my head, I'm sitting there on the drive home and I'm thinking, okay, can I take the day of the surgery off? Can we plan it around a holiday weekend off? It was almost like something came and slapped me in the face and I'm like, this is my child. And I'm not saying that my school would not have been okay with that, but I'm like, I don't want to feel that way about my job. I don't want to feel that I have to plan my family 
around other things. I want my family to be first and I want to plan other things around that. They are the center of my life and they are my reason for being. And so I wanted to find a way that I could create something where they are at the center first and everything else rotates around that. And we have the freedom and flexibility. So a year ago, I, you know, I felt those feelings and I was up the entire night and I just was racking my brain. What can I do? And how's this going to come to me? And I had never heard of being a virtual assistant. I had never heard of freelancing before. Never. Those things, you know, I had asked in mom Facebook for what can I do? How can I stay home? How can I make money at home? I had tried the teaching kids online. I had tried (laughs) the network market. Like I had tried all these things. And I mean, I was determined, but nothing was right for me. And when I found virtual assisting and freelancing, it felt so right because I knew that I could take skills that I already had. I didn't have to learn something new. Obviously I was learning some new business things, but I had skills and talents as a teacher that I could translate over into my freelancing world. Mm -hmm. And I think probably the biggest fear was the money aspect of it. And I hate that money is just such a huge thing, but it's just, there's no, it is. It yeah, is. It is. there's no escaping it. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that in order to even make it somewhat feasible, I knew that I had to replace one of our biggest bills, which was my student loan payment. Mm-hmm. And Ugh. I knew if I, if I could do that, if I could make that, we would be okay. We might have to cut some corners here and there, but that was like the big thing. And it was just that worry of, well, how am I going to find that? How am I going to make that? And I was introduced to a woman who had a course on how to become a freelancer and how to make it profitable. And very similar to your course stuff. I mean, you light a fire under me, you know, dangle that little piece of candy in front of me. Like I am all about it. I go full force. And at that time I was seven and a half months pregnant with my second son. And I knew that it was all the things that were right. You know, things that had been missing from that network marketing thing, things that had been missing from teaching kids online. You know, I was trading time for money thing. I knew that this could be the way. And what I really set out for myself was I'm going to give this a good two months. I had two months until my son was going to be born. I'm going to say, I'm going to see what in two months of what I can do. And I know that in two months, if I can create X amount each month, I could potentially leave my job. That was, Mm -hmm. you know, that was where I was at. And so I just put those blinders on and I did not look sideways. I didn't, you know, I went to my job, did what I had to do. But when I came home, I was up late at night. I was working, networking, reaching out to people, finding clients, putting, you know, in work to learn this new freelance world. And so really what it came down to was that, you know, I had the sphere of the money not coming in and everything like that. what it came down to was that I had to be at home with my kids more than I feared the money not coming in. And that more and that want literally would stop. Like I would stop at nothing to achieve that. So it was, it really wasn't a choice for me. It was just, it's going to happen. And if you really put your mind in, in that frame of it's going to happen no matter what, nothing is going to stop me. You know, so what if one month, you know, numbers are a little bit lower. If you don't stop at those roadblocks, if you keep pushing, pushing through, literally there will be nothing that can stop you. And that fear, you're just literally going to knock it down like a wall. I love that. So important to have that big vision, that big desire. And I think for those of you that are feeling like maybe I'm at this pivot point of more, which we'll talk about yours in a second, Aubrey. Like, cause we first go through the pivot of need, which for me too, I had to find a way to work from home. Similar to you, a very similar story in that it was so big. There was no way I wasn't going to make it work. But then the second pivot came, which was, but then you're called for more. You're okay where you're at. Is this enough? Am I good here? Should I stay here? Cause it's really comfy. I'm able to hang with the kids. There's really no stress on my life. 
but I keep feeling like there's more or there's something different or tugging. Talk to me about that recent pivot that you faced. Right. So, and I hate talking about money, but I also at the same time, there's a stigma around it. And I think that it- Oh, hey, talking you, about money. Yeah. We've got to normalize talking about money. Yes, that's how I feel too. Obviously, you know, with freelancing, I can, you know, make my own schedule. I can determine, you know, how much I'm charging this and that. But eventually at some point, I knew this would happen. I would reach my bandwidth. I would say, okay, I've worked the number of hours that I want to work. I only want to work so many hours a day, so many hours a week, and I don't want to take out any more clients. And I knew that there were more possibilities and I knew that the opportunity out there, as far as like in the online business space, I knew it was limitless. I knew that I could push myself. And I feel like I've always been the kind of person that I think if I look back on my life and I think when I was younger and I'd see people, you know, on stage speaking, even if it was just, you know, in my high school or at college, I always would think, gosh, I would love to do that. I would love to impact someone. And Mm -hmm. it really wasn't about the fame or the notoriety or anything like that. I just wanted how I felt sitting in an audience. I wanted to be that person that would help that. Even if it was just one person, I wanted to put that feeling or, you know, guide transformation, right? Watch someone else transform through your words. Raziest experience ever. Yes. So I knew that I was kind of at this place where I wanted to take my journey further, again, feeling those things of, well, why isn't what I have enough? But I knew that there was more possibilities out there. And I knew certain life that I wanted to create for my family. I knew that with teaching, I was only going to make a certain amount of money every single year. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, I would get a small increase every single year and that's fine. But after I had a taste of, I can control my income, I can make more than I was that I was teaching. To me, it opened up my eyes to all these possibilities that could be available for our family, you know, getting debt free. I feel like right now with college and how expensive it is, especially if you do not get any financial aid, which my family, you know, none of my siblings did. We did not, my parents made too much, which is so hard because it's, you know, they're not there when I get out of college and they're not providing for me then. Mm -hmm. But I just knew that there was more out there for my life that did not have to be tied down. I did not have to feel like there was this constant chain around me. And I felt like that when we, when my husband and I first got married, that we're starting with two feet in the ground already. You know, we have barely lived any life, but we are both so much in debt. And so I just wanted to be able to provide that freedom, that money freedom Mm -hmm. for my family. Yeah. And I wanted to be able to help more people. Yeah. And I love the way that I felt when I would help one of my clients, you know, with something and and the praise that they would give me. And it just felt so rewarding. And like you said, you wake up and you get so excited to do these things. I felt that way, but I was like, okay, there's gotta be more that I can do. I can help more than just my, you know, five clients that I have. Sure. I want to impact more moms. I know that other moms are feeling the way that I felt. I know that other moms are struggling with these feelings and, you know, wanting more personal development, wanting more positivity in their life. And so I really just kind of sat on that for a while. And finally, right at the right time, right when it was on time, I think it was one of your Instagram stories, Steph, something you shared something. And I was like, this is it. This is the person that I know can help me see past that roadblock of what I can't see. Yeah. I know there's something more out there, but I can't see it. And I need someone else to help me. And I think investing in yourself is such a huge piece of it. And knowing that in order to get where I needed to go, I needed mentorship from someone else. Yeah. And you did that multiple times. I think helping you navigate the how, which is the biggest fear. You took the freelancing course, which helped you in two months get that up and running. 
Then once we had identified, you know, podcasting was going to be kind of the baseline for you to now scale up into potentially online courses, you're still going to keep your clients, clients don't freak out, you're still covered, (laughs) but adding the passive income piece of it, which to me is where true freedom lies Mm -hmm. because yes, you can make an exceptional income as a freelancer. It's a great starting point for people to work from home. But then where's the scalability in that? And I always challenge you to think those of you, you know, my listeners, especially you have this call, this passion on purpose, right? But how can you scale it in a passive way? Because anything you're doing today, someone else wants to know how to do that or how to do it better or learn from you or watch you and say, well, if she could do that, so can I. There's always an opportunity for a passive educational product. And like I said, just on Aubrey's podcast, I just interviewed with her that online education is exploding. So that's where we're taking Aubrey. And so Aubrey's now in this next pivot moment of scaling bigger, mm-hmm. scaling bigger. What, are, do you have any fears around scaling bigger now, Aubrey, as we transition from you've got the podcast going, which is going exceptionally well, launched beautifully. You hit what? Number 50 in a couple of weeks in your category, like Mm -hmm. mind blown. Talk about a success story. What's the fear? Is there anything that you're afraid of as far as next step? Yeah, I think some of the fears are still there as far as, am I reaching enough people? Are there enough listeners? But I'm trying to bring myself back to if I could go and even if only ever the same 100 people, you know, listen to my podcast, downloaded it every week. What would it be like if I could go stand in front of those hundred people and talk every mm-hmm. week? What would that, mm-hmm. you know, what would that look like? So I'm just trying not to let the fears of the numbers and, you know, it making it big and new and noteworthy. I'm trying not to let those fears come into my, into me, even though they're trying to, um, <laughs> I'm trying to talk them out with, you know, the positivity aspect. That's a huge part of who I am. You know, it's okay. To, there's negative thoughts. I don't think that you can ever fully get rid of them, but what can you do to drown them out? You can positive, you know, self-talk and I'm still reaching people. And even if I only impacted one person, well, then I feel like I did what I set out to do. So I think that truly still is a fear is just not being able to reach as many people, but reaching the right people and just still knowing the right steps to take. But obviously I feel like I've combated that with knowing when it's time to reach out for mentorship and reach out to someone who's gone before me, who can help me work through those things. If I didn't do that, if I didn't reach out to you and say, I'm stuck, can you help me? I would still probably be in the same place that I was for a very long time. I probably could have worked through it and it just would have been a slower pace. But now I feel like I'm on an accelerated path to reach my goals even sooner. And isn't it cool? Like you shared with me this morning, once you're in alignment, You start to have these crazy, like Holy Spirit moments where you feel like, oh, I'm doing what he wants me to do. Like, it's so much bigger than us. Like Mm -hmm. what I want to do, what's comfortable for me is not what I'm called to do, right? You're called to take massive action in the gifts that he's given you. And so you starting the show is you finally stepping up and saying, I have these other gifts and these, you know, this call to touch women and make her feel transformation sitting there in the audience. Well, you've done it. She's sitting there in her car driving, feeling transformed. You did the thing that you set out to do. And then you start to feel the confirmation. Didn't you share the story with us that, you know, you kind of had that confirmation this weekend that you're on the right path. 
Yeah, I was just, my call to Jesus moment, my Holy Spirit moments always come in the form of emotion with tears. And I just was sitting in church and it had nothing to do. I was probably looking down at my son who was playing and I was probably trying to keep him quiet. But I just had this, this just, I was overcome with emotion and just feeling like I am on the right path and I'm open to whatever God is laying in front of me even if I don't have all the answers now, like I know that he's going to continue to open those doors for me and open my eyes into it. And I'm just, I'm ready for it. I'm, you know, bring it on, bring it on. Yes. But it's a different feeling, right? Like even though you don't know the how, and there's still some fear where you sit today, isn't it a different fear? And isn't it a different excited, like expectant kind of demeanor that you carry with you versus when you're stuck and when you're in the wrong path? You know what I'm saying? Like it's a whole different emotion that you carry with you. Well, yeah. And I always say that fear is honestly a good thing. It is this thing like where you can feel excited about it. Like if you're something that is keeping you up in it, like that's what it is for me. That's where that like fear, that excited fear comes through. Like when you and I got off that first call and we were like, we're going to start a podcast. I mean, I could not sleep the entire night, but I just was like, (laughs) like I just lit me on fire. I mean, I just had so much going through my head that I'm like, I can't even sleep. I need to get starting right. I mean, and that's the three in me. Like I need to to start today right now. By the morning, she's got like 10 episodes recorded. I'm like, wait, Aubrey, (laughs) she's me. You're me. So there you go. But yeah, I, I honestly think fear is a good thing. When I feel that fear coming in, it almost lets me know that I'm on the right path. Like I'm approaching my comfort zone. I'm approaching that boundary. And I know that it's kind of just saying, all right, you just need to push yourself a little bit further. You need to go a little bit further. And even the success that we've seen with your show just reconfirms everything, right? Mm -hmm. Like we launched and it far exceeded every expectation. And so that in itself. So it's also like feel into the win for a second. And us as threes have a hard time with that. So it's like feel into the win of holy smokes. Like I did something so incredible. I'm doing something new. I'm doing something I'm called to do. And the most, the coolest piece about when you pivot is that you're about to receive gifts and abundance and surprises. And we don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite part about when I'm called to pivot. Like I know something big is about to happen in our lives, or I'm going to meet someone amazing and this opportunity is going to come through for me, or, you know, the debt's going to get paid off finally, or, you know, you have a transformation in your heart. There's always a surprise from God on the other side of being in alignment with his call. And it comes with these big pivot moments that are hard and scary and you're unsure of. Well, yeah. And it's just, it's knowing too, and it's trusting in the fact that regardless of the fears or the doubts or the worries that he is still going to provide for you. Like he's going to be there and he's going to be there to hold your hand through all of that. And if you just lean on that and trust in that, it's going to help you get over that fear and that worry is knowing that you can lean on him. And he says, I got your back and I'm walking this right alongside you. This has been so helpful, Aubrey. Thank you for talking to us about your story and your moments and your journey. And everyone's going to want to watch you as you continue through this beautiful journey. So share with us, where does everyone find you? Tell us about your podcast and all the things. Yes. So my podcast is called mom with purpose And I would love for you to come over as soon as you're done listening to this episode, listen to Steph's episode that we did on my podcast. It was a really good one. And I just love having her on. So Mom With Purpose on all the platforms. And then my website is my name, AubreyMalik.com. And then come hang out with me on Instagram. That's where I love to hang out. It's my jam. And I'm not as good as Instagram stories as Steph is, but I... (laughs) 
I don't keep you laughing that much, but I do you know, <laughs> share lots of good tips and tricks and pictures of my boys. So come hang out with me on Instagram. And it's just, my handle is just at Aubrey Mallet. Aubrey, the truth is they can't bear to look away from the hot mess that is <laughs> Stephanie Gass. That's really, they're laughing at me, I fear. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you, girl, for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Steph, for having me. I hope this episode inspired you to consider how you feel about where you are on this big journey of life, where you sit today. What are the feelings and the emotions that you're going through every day as you head to work, as you post that blog, as you step up to the stage and speak? Are you feeling excited fear? Are you feeling resentment? Are you feeling those telltale signs that a pivot is awaiting you? If you are, I want you to know that you do not have to do this alone. I'm here for you. I love helping women navigate these transitions in their life and uncover the next steps in their journey because your call is in your heart and it's time for you to stop ignoring it. It's time for you to take action. And I know that the most daunting piece of this whole thing is the how. It's the what. And those are the pieces that I can help you navigate. So if you're interested in getting some coaching, getting some guidance, maybe booking a breakthrough hour with me, a coaching session, head to stephaniegass.com slash work with me and find out all of your options. You can also email the team at info at stephaniegass. I want to pray over you, gorgeous mama, that wherever you are in your journey, you're loving it. And then if you're not loving it, you learn to enjoy the hard moments just as much as we enjoy the good moments. This fleeting time that we have here on earth is a gift and we are ultimately being prepared. I pray that you remind your heart that you are open for preparation for the lesson and perceived setbacks because ultimately those are the things that are shaping us, that are cultivating us, that are growing our strength and our resilience towards achieving the calls that God has for us. And we don't know what those things are. We don't know the big impact that he has in store for us. We don't understand that. But all we do understand is every lesson is on purpose. And so learning to love all of the pieces of this life, it's so important. Learn to share, learn to be open, learn to collaborate, learn to trust, learn to invest in yourself. Learn to leap before you're ready. Learn to fail with grace and then get right back up and try again. Because the ultimate destination isn't hundreds of thousands of dollars. The ultimate destination isn't the recognition. It's not the seven-figure business. The ultimate destination is heaven. And we are here to further the kingdom of God here on earth. And the call you have is a piece of that puzzle. It is no less important than anyone else's call here on earth. So don't hide from it. God will make ready everything you need to achieve it. All you have to do is pursue it, sister. I hope that you found encouragement in this episode. I am sending you a huge hug. As always, love and light, Steph. If you like Mama Salt, leave a review. Pretty peace. Hey mama, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, take a screenshot for me, post it up in your Instagram stories and be sure to tag me because together we can empower, educate and shift the way that mamas look at life because sister friend, 
we actually can have it all. Let's claim it.